there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So I'm going to take a guess and say that 2020 for you was just like me. It was like riding a cheap roller coaster. We never knew when it was going to end, and I'm pretty sure part of the track was missing. Now, it was frustrating beyond belief, but somewhere between an unexpected pandemic and the most irritating political year ever, I found peace. When the clock struck midnight, we hugged, we kissed, we cheered, and then we crawled into bed and silently thanked God for getting us through another year, especially 2020. And then the sun came up. And this is the part that kind of scares me. I am both terrified and exhilarated (laughs) by a blank canvas. And that's kind of how I feel about the next 52 weeks. When I think about it like that, 52 weeks does not sound like a really long time. I'm going to tell you, though, probably you would agree with me that the last 52 weeks have felt like 577,000 weeks. But we have blank pages in front of us. Last year, I painted a four-foot-tall angel wing that I planned on hanging in my office. I loved this painting. It was the first one that I have ever done that was this large. I found out, (laughs) a little too late, I painted it on the wrong type of canvas. And it bowed, and I can't hang it on the wall anymore. And I was so sad. So I had this thought, okay, I'm gonna go get a new canvas, but I'm gonna get the right one. I'm going to recreate this painting. So I went to Hobby Lobby, because of course, where else would I go? I found two canvases. I was so excited. I brought them home, I put them in the closet. I know, anticlimactic, right? I put them in the closet and I haven't touched them because I'm terrified. I'm so afraid of messing them up, which is stupid because it's not like I can't go buy more, right? I see in my mind this canvas before me. It's perfectly perfect. There's not a scratch on it. There's not a paint smudge anywhere. But I know that the second that I take the plastic off and I get out my paints and I get out my brush and I start to paint, inevitably something is going to happen that I'm not happy about. Maybe it's a color mix that I'm not too excited about or it's a drip that it was unexpected. But guess what? This is life. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. We don't have crystal balls and we cannot see into the future. Now, I know for some of us, we would probably like to see into the future. I can tell you as a type A personality, I would love to see into the future. I would like to know exactly what's gonna happen. Let's take Daniel for instance. He didn't plan on hanging out in a lion's den. Joseph, who was sold into slavery, he wasn't exactly excited about that either. And then he became the top dog, right? And then we have Ruth, a woman who lost her husband, her brother-in-law, and her father-in-law, and then she goes back with her mother-in-law to take care of her, and she meets Boaz. Now, Daniel, Joseph, Ruth, you can put your name in there. There are so many things that are going to happen in life that are unexpected, and we're going to have no clue how to handle them. That's pretty scary, isn't it? The fear of the unknown 
I mean, I can understand the fear of walking through, say, a cave without a flashlight. That would be scary. And I feel kind of like that's how it's going walking into a new year after the year we had last year. We do have a flashlight. We have God who can help guide us and lead us. My favorite scripture is Proverbs 19:21, and it says, "Many are the plans of a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord prevails." Now, I have made plans to do all kinds of things. I used to think that I wanted to travel the world. Like every country, experience, culture, and food. And then I got on a plane and I don't love it. I don't love it at all. I kind of feel like maybe I'm okay just to drive in a car, take a bus, hop on a train. (laughs) I think I like my feet grounded. We have so many plans and we think that we know best Sometimes we have a good idea about what the future holds. The scripture says, the purpose of the Lord prevails. I would so much rather God direct my steps than me. Because when I direct my steps, I seriously am like the person walking through the cave without a flashlight. I get lost. I get afraid. I've made choices that I shouldn't have. And sometimes I keep walking. (laughs) I keep going in that cave straight into the darkness, not understanding what's going on and not seeing. But I'm so glad that God says that he's going to be the one to guide my footsteps, that he's going to be the one that his purpose will prevail. And I want him to do that in my life and in yours. There's another scripture that I wanted to share with you. And this scripture is, it's kind of, it makes me think. It really makes me think. It's 2 Corinthians 4, and it's verse 18, actually, is the one I want to read. And it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What? How do you look at something that's unseen? How do you see it? it? says, Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So you might be thinking, okay, well, that's a stupid scripture because it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of thought that too when I read it because it's like, seriously, I'm supposed to look at something that's not there, but I'm not supposed to look at the things that are there. I think whenever I really kind of break it down, it says what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How do you see the eternal? I guess first you would have to say what is temporal and what is eternal. Well, something that is temporary, we look at the incidents and the circumstances around us. When we focus on the things that are right now in front of us, for us, I would say we're looking at the pandemic. We're looking at um, losing family and friends to something that we ultimately have zero control over in the larger sense. When we look at something that is just circumstances, just right now, here and now, it can be overwhelming. Kind of like when I look at this canvas, it's overwhelming because I'm so afraid of messing it up. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, there it is again, not seen. So what's not seen? Um, Things that are not seen, they don't have time limits like, say, faith 
love, eternity. These are things that they don't fit into a neat little box like we would like them to. And going back to the scripture, it says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So the unseen are things of eternal value, in my opinion. I would say that eternity is a scary word because for some, they have no idea what's going to happen. For some, they think you just die and you're done and that's it. You know, live your best life and hope everything works out. For me, I look at eternity and I am hopeful. I am excited because my hope is in Christ. The next question that I have for you is what occupies your mind? What thoughts do you dwell on that are of no value whatsoever? I heard someone say one time, what you focus on, you magnify. And that makes so much sense to me because, you know, if you look into the mirror, especially for those of us uh, people who might be a little bit more critical of ourselves, when we look into the mirror, oftentimes we focus on the negative. We focus on that one hair that's out of place. We focus on those few extra pounds that we would really like to lose. It's frustrating to be a type A personality who focuses on the negative because if I focus too long, I've magnified it and I have blown it up to Godzilla-sized proportions. And so I have to watch what occupies my mind. I have to watch what I focus on, what I fix my focus on. Whenever I focus on God, everything else falls into place. And I know that that sounds super cliche. And it's like I can hear you guys rolling your eyes right now because you're like, oh, great. She's on that Jesus kick where, you know, everything is awesome. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that life can really, really be difficult sometimes. It can completely fall apart or... We can fix our eyes on Jesus and we can put our hope in him. The Bible says he is the author and finisher of our faith. Those are things that I want. I want him to be the author of my life. I mean, that totally speaks directly to my heart. (laughs) I want him to write my story. I don't want to take the pen out of his hand and be the one who says, no, God, I got this. Thanks. Step aside. I want him to be the one who completely directs my life. I want to fix my focus on him and what he has for my life and for my family. Because without him, I've got a big mess. It's craziness. So moving forward, ask yourself, what are you fixing your focus on today? Are you concerned about the future? Are you sitting at home wringing your hands, wondering how you're going to pay your rent? I had a conversation this afternoon over lunch with my husband, and it's funny because we both talked about how we have never worried necessarily in a big way about where our next meal was going to come from or how we were going to pay our bills. That's never been a worry. And I don't say that bragging. I say that boasting because of who God is. And I told him, you know, it's kind of funny because he and I come from vastly different backgrounds. And I said, you know, 
the reason that I don't worry about that kind of stuff is because I have seen God provide time and time again. When I was younger growing up, I have seen God provide for our family through other people. I have seen God provide for other people through my parents. It just built my faith to where I don't worry about that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not going to tell you I don't worry because I worry sometimes about the most stupid things. (laughs) Like pulling out that canvas. I worry about messing it up. But I'm so glad that God is the one who is holding the paintbrush when it comes to the canvas of my life. I really hope that he is the one who is the author of your life as well. Because, friends, you know, it is so much easier whenever we lean on God and we focus on him and what he wants. It just all falls together. I hope you have a great day today. Happy New Year. I pray that you have a great year this year and that God does big things in your life and even the small things. I pray that he is able to help you fix your focus onto him. See you next time.